My name is Dr. Tram Jones, and since 2019, my wife and I have been living in Haiti. This is the story of our life there and the patients we've seen. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about one aspect of a culture that's really not talked about enough. And I'm not going to talk about the challenges of new food or new languages, but this is something that is every bit as pertinent. Today, we're going to talk about money. In our first six months in Haiti, one of the hardest things to become accustomed to was Haitian money. And I don't mean Haitian currency. First and foremost, I mean that in Haiti, you have to use paper money. In the U.S., I often went months without carrying cash with me. In ways that now shock me on trips back to the U.S., Americans can use a credit card to purchase things as trivial as a gas station Coca-Cola or just a ride on a bird scooter. As long as you have money in your bank account, and sometimes even if you don't, it just takes the swipe of a card. You quickly realize in our area of Haiti that most transactions are done with paper currency. We brought down U.S. dollar bills when we arrived in Haiti. We thought this was prudent, and maybe it could act as a security blanket in case we got in trouble. However, within a month, we were out of cash, having been forced to use all of our bills to buy the necessities of life and we found that we had no way to buy anything. At this point, our only resort was ATMs. This was the single most terrifying thing that we have done in Haiti. The critical initial step is to find a safe ATM. There are ATMs that are open to the street, but these are regularly surveyed. As soon as one leaves an ATM, a man on a motorcycle will follow you and then rob you or worse. This left us with ATMs that are inside of supermarkets, Now, supermarkets are generally guarded by tall walls and armed security. This is with good reason, as angry mobs in 2019 burned down a number of the nicer grocery stores in protest of economic inequalities. In fact, they burned down the nicest grocery store in our town. Now, it is surrounded by 20-foot tall walls with spikes, two guard towers, cameras, and five armed security guards with shotguns. So, a store is a relatively, I I still will say relatively, safer option. But you quickly realize that dealing in cash is cumbersome. There's a reason we had moved away from it. Spending $3,000 a month in the U.S. for household expenses, maybe that's car maintenance, food, gas, home repair, bills, utilities, it's really not that uncommon. But imagine having to pull out $3,000 from an ATM every month. What's more, most ATMs have $200 limits. There's nothing more terrifying than sitting in a supermarket in Haiti in front of everyone pulling out the limit over and over, stuffing bills into your backpack. As soon as the bag was full of money, we would rush out of the store to our waiting car and then speed off and hope that everything went well. What about a bank, you might ask? We do have a Haitian bank account. This was necessary to be able to have our Haitian residency permits. And there are some services that will transfer money from your U.S. bank account to a foreign bank account. Unfortunately, this year, the exchange rates with Haiti have fluctuated so rapidly that money transfer services regularly canceled our transactions. As always, though, the most pertinent concern was security. If you think a supermarket ATM is unsafe, a Haitian bank is hair-raising. Similar to outdoor ATMs, criminals wait outside banks and watch customers come and go. Once they pick a particularly appetizing target, they follow you and then rob you. This is not a one-time or rare occurrence, as any Haitian will tell you. The bank close to us was robbed last fall. 
the four would-be robbers were repulsed and then fell into a pitched gun battle with the security officers in the bank. The four criminals were armed with automatic weapons, which they liberally sprayed everywhere, while the guards were pumping away with their shotguns. The resulting collateral damage wounded one of our friends, who's a nice cell phone plan vendor, who had to be rushed to the local hospital for emergency surgery. All this to say, I have not been in a bank in nine months, and I wanted to stay that way. And so, even after being in Haiti for a long time, we were still dependent on ATM trips. Every two weeks, we would hit up another ATM. As we thought about this, our next plan was to ask friends to bring money down when they visited us, and then we would change it into Haitian gourds, the local currency. How young we were. This was a great strategy in theory, as were many ideas before the pandemic hit. When the airport shut down, this didn't quite work as planned. Finally, we found a merchant in a discreet location who would cash U.S. checks. He has a U.S. bank account into which he cashes the money, and in turn he gives us Haitian gourds. It is a robust business, and he makes a little money off the exchange rate. This was a huge blessing, not just in regards to convenience, but as I said, in regards to safety. Aside from the challenges of getting and dealing in paper money, we had to become accustomed to the bizarre pricing models in Haiti. In the street markets in Haiti, all items are listed not in U.S. dollars or even in Haitian goods, as would be reasonable. They are listed in something called Haitian dollars, which is confusingly referred to simply as dollars. This system goes back over 100 years. In 1912, the Haitian government set the value of their currency at five goods to one U.S. dollar. To avoid large numbers, merchants started listing their wares in Haitian dollars, which simply meant five goods. This was, of course, simply an imaginary currency to avoid listing most items in the hundreds of goods. Regrettably, in 1989, the Haitian good was allowed to float, meaning that the exchange rate between the U.S. dollar and Haitian good was allowed to change depending on how the economy went. An exchange rate that was once five goods for one U.S. dollar suddenly became 80 goods for one U.S. dollar as the U.S. economy grew and the Haitian economy stagnated. And yet, market women were still in the habit of dividing the price in goods by five, so they continued to list goods in what they still called Haitian dollars. So as an example, if you were to buy a Coca-Cola in Haiti today, it might cost you 80 goods, which is about one U.S. dollar. But when you talk with the seller, they'll say it's 16 Haitian dollars. When it is time to pay, most vendors have a calculator that helps them convert the price in Haitian dollars into goods by multiplying by five. Now, if all of that was confusing and maybe went over your head, welcome to the club. The bottom line is that in Haiti, we list goods in an imaginary currency and pay in the local currency. When one thinks about a new culture, our mind often wanders to new foods or meeting people that look different or going to a place that has different landscapes. But things we don't expect, like a different monetary system, can sneakily become the hardest challenges to overcome. For a long time, we had to use our weekends searching out ATMs across the city of Port-au-Prince. This was not exactly how we anticipated using our precious weekends. But by now, after more than a year, we do feel comfortable. And I am proud to say that I am more at ease with a 500 good bill in my hand than I am with a U.S. dollar. Thank you for listening. 
we would like you to know that we are simply telling stories as we have seen them in Haiti. But Haiti is a fascinating country with a fascinating history. And there are many Haitian voices that can tell the story of Haiti in all its facets, and we encourage you to seek them out. As we made this episode, some names have been changed to protect confidentiality. If you enjoyed the show, tell your friends or give us a rating wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you and God bless.